Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Don't Blame Me, a wonderful, fantastic podcast starring supermodels, moguls, entrepreneurs. Could you, what comes after trillionaire? I don't know. I feel like it starts with a K. What's after trillionaire? Is a billionaire a million millions? Quadrillionaire. A quadrillion. Oh, I guess it would go with the rest of the numbers that, okay. A mil. Bye. Trillion. Trillionaire. Quadrillion. Quadrillion. And then there's a quintillionaire. I know that because Quince, great movie. Disney Channel original. Decom. (laughs) Wow. Wonderful. Great. So now you know how much money we have. JK. (laughs) We didn't even know. We had to look it up. No, I had celebrity net worth. JK, subscribe to our Patreon. How much, when you Google you, what does it say? Oh my God, that's a really good question. 5 million? 
No. That's probably because they're like lies. Are you implying I don't have five million dollars? I, mean, I don't know what's in your bank account, but they're always lies. There's, I don't know either. Megan. Rose. I have a business manager because Net I'm not good at this. Oh my God, this is mean. First of all, the first one says she's a net worth of $100,000. $100, no, and then the next one says $4.91 million. So and then $1.5 million, then $1 million. I might get $24,000. Okay, so I'm letting you know that I definitely am not worth $4.91 million. I'm more, worth more than $24,000. And I don't know the rest. This one said, oh, as of, I was like, this says you're 25. And I said, and then it says as of 2018. Oh, I am 25. <laughs> Megan Rings has no siblings. That's a lie. I have a brother. So sorry. Belongs to white Caucasian race group. Ooh, that's very, that's getting very oh, clear. She worst, belongs. Here's the worst part. It says that you hold a degree in designing from Florida State University. Shut the fuck up. Who comes up with this shit? What? And then you have worked as a fashion stylist in Florida and Miami. Like, Miami is in Florida. But... <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. First of all, I, not, no, no offense to anyone who went to like FSU. But I definitely did talk mad shit when I found out if you were from Florida, like you could get in there with like a much better, with like a really great like scholarship program. Like if you had a certain grade point average getting in there and I was like, why doesn't California have that? And then I had this vendetta against Florida State for a really long time. Or I think it's University of Florida. No, I think it's Florida State. It says you're five, six. Yeah. Your shoe size is a size six. I am. Look at this. It's small and cool. And your eye color is dark brown. Yes. This is all. Like, none of, this none is of it. Perfect. You know what I will say, though? They say I don't have any siblings, but then they talk about, like, I'm residing in Florida, doing Where Florida stuff. Brother My is... brother lives in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Am I divorced? No, but your favorite actor celebrity is Johnny Depp. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the That's most, the most offensive one of this entire thing. thing. Female says Megan Fox, which. Okay. I love Megan Fox. Justice for Megan Fox. <sighs> wow. This is slander. I'm suing. I'm suing this company, this website, for saying that my favorite actor is Johnny Depp. Were you in 12 Days of Christmas? Uh huh. Okay. No, fake fan. Sorry. It's okay. I didn't watch it either. During her free time, she likes to travel to new places. No. Who wrote this? Like, where did they get AI. this information? AI wrote this. <laughs> they just, like, did a Google search, and then they collected the information, and they were like, now this is a fact. <laughs> Lily sent me one a while ago that was, like, so weird. And she was like, what the hell is this? Oh, my gosh. Well, how much? And they said my net worth was $4 million, or was that, like, 100000 That one said two hundred. Thousand. Mm -hmm. So, what does your net worth mean? All your money, including your assets, how much everything's. Worth. Yeah, my house was eleven dollars, so perfect. <laughs> but it's like after it's like paid, like completely paid for. So then the net would be like how much you owe on it and how much you paid down. So subtract that. Okay, that's a lot of math, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, hypothetically. So it's like your debt to income, like how much you're actually worth. So oh like, yeah, let's say you bought a car for and it was like a thirty thousand dollar car i did recently put, learn that my car payments like my lease they're like yeah it's a loan that's like what you i was like this is a loan yeah and moss was like looking at me like i was like crazy my business man my business managers were like she saves money she's just not good at understanding it and yeah. like 
We do our best, but yeah. I'm just there like, huh? Yeah. I'm so, so until glad you I'm completely spender. pay all of you mm-hmm. off. It's not yours. Yeah. I hate so. math. Yeah. Well, I love it. This one says you're five nine. We're more accurate here. <laughs> no, I'm five six. Five six for five for what am I? Five, got six, the eight. eye color right. Okay, maybe their AI is a little bit smarter. Mm-hmm. When this and my net worth was two hundred thousand dollars. They've got Mats's name on here and everything. Full name. Uh, it's a little creepy, but they say yeah. I'm single. Well, it says that your boyfriend husband's name is, oh, and then it says marital status single, but then has him listed as your boyfriend dating and husband. Wow, no, no daughters or sons, though. No, it's not as far as I know. Mm-hmm. He did graduate from university, according to this one. Which one, Florida? It doesn't say, oh, just okay. says university. Sick main profession, actress. This one says you're worth one million. I'll take it. I doubt I am, but I'll. I don't. I don't know how any of it works. Well, you can leave a comment. Should I leave a comment? No, I only want to come the other one. <laughs> Johnny Depp is not my favorite actor. I cannot believe you would say that. Footnote: Yes, I also did not go to Florida State University. I do, in fact, have a brother, and X, Y, all these other things are wrong. But if you're not going to correct anything, correct, correct Johnny Depp. This. Yep. I'll send this in as proof. Oh my god! Just lot like. <laughs> more like what this is doing for my brand horrible horrible yeah oh wow so now you know a little bit about us and our net worth do you have yours uh i'm not famous enough to have one of these do you have a wiki feet nope do i never have one? my feet out um, it'll always be in socks i'm i'm very conscious of what i put on camera dude wiki feet has put, some feet pictures my, of me my sock collection oh yeah melissa desperately is wanting a personal a- bombas yeah, sponsorship no wiki feet has pictures of my feet one time someone like was showing me them and i go what the fuck is that from they found parts like when i like my feet were out in like tv shows and shit like shit that yeah. i'd never even seen they had stills that i've never seen in my life makes sense they also have ones of me that i'm like this is really gross like and they have a lot of views of ones of like when I was like posting after I went to like my first pole dancing class and I was covered in bruises and that's one of like the most viewed ones that's weird yeah so many pictures of my feet 86 photos four pictures were removed from the gallery maybe they weren't actually yours so I know your feet when I see them it says I am a seven and a half which is also correct Anyways, this is Don't Blame Me, where we give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice. And you might be wondering, how are these two broads qualified? Stop asking questions. And (laughs) just listen. Just listen. We um, are qualified because what we lack in credentials, we make up for in opinions. In the big O. That's what opinion stands for, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Opinions. (laughs) 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 Hey, you have real credentials, though. You went to college. You are yeah. So biology, and you are in our. Are you? In, you're an ordained minister. Oh, yeah, I am an ordained minister <laughs> and from the Church of Life or something. Life online, something. I forgot what it are is. You sure it's not Scientology? It's not Scientology. Yeah. They did try and recruit you. They did. Um, what are their credentials? That's it. Uh, I. What do I? Have? I. You went to the University of Florida and studied design. <laughs> I know. I thought I went to Florida State University. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't give me. No, I'm I'm a state school girly. <laughs> don't 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 push it too far. 
Yeah. So um, we're a call-in advice podcast. So you call in, you leave us a voicemail, and then we give you wonderful, amazing advice. So if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. We ask that you, well, we don't ask. We command, we demand uh, the literal software will only allow you to send three minutes. So we ask that to make best use of your time, you write down everything you're going to say, practice it a couple times, time it out, like literally with a timer on your phone, have three minutes up, make it go when you're done. And that's like the best way to make sure you get all the information in. So the more information, the more relevant information we have, the better advice we can give you. So I make, blacked out for about two minutes. I, I could tell. <laughs> I don't know Just what in my peripheral. Is okay. What is going on I do today? that constantly. Make sure you include your ages and anyone else who's involved in the story ages. If it's about a relationship, how long you've been dating, everything that could influence and will influence the kind of advice that we give and like the most accurate, most helpful. If you want to let us know your pronouns, please do. And it's all anonymous. Anything else? Oh, you should be 18 over, have your parents' permission. Are there even any 18-year-olds who are still, I wonder. Isn't this crazy though? There are definitely some people who were like 18 when the podcast started. Yeah, there's some people that are younger. We'll hear that today, later, when we do our review. Oh, no. Children? Children, this is not the place, but the children love the books. It's from Elf. Never seen it. You've never seen Elf? No. What's your Christmas movie? I just told you. Okay. Mean Girls, and the Dream Girls. Dream Girls. Do you, like, do you think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? Are you on Moss's team? I do. But it takes place at Christmas time. Therefore, it's a Christmas movie in the same way that Mean Girls is a Christmas movie. Yeah. I think if there's a Christmas scene, mm-hmm. if there's snow on the ground, if there's any sort of like jingle jingle, I don't even need a Santa. I don't need any of like the traditional like Christmas aspect. <laughs> Fuck. You didn't hear the pre one that went off? That's why I, I heard said. the pre one, but I didn't know the second one. It's fourth of July. <laughs> it's fourth of July. There will be bangs. I don't know why it is I you freaking. Meant... <laughs> no, <laughs> I was not, like, I don't want to get hit with the firework and then suddenly have bangs. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of bang bang booms going on. It's three nineteen in the PM. These people cannot even see the fireworks, but for some reason, it they're going off. And for and like a few minutes ago, they went off so hard that they made it was making car alarms go off. It's horrible. We hate fireworks. Hear Melissa's pitch on fuck fireworks on uh, a previous episode of our other podcast. But am I wrong? So if you see us fucking jump and you hear a loud bang, that's what it is. (sighs) Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. So what's new with you? I don't know what's going on. My ceiling fell in. Oh, yeah. Tell that. (sighs) (sighs) Deep breath. I know. So last today is what? Monday? Last Wednesday, I was just chilling in my bed as you usually do while I'm doing some work. Were you naked? Yes. Terrifying. I was actually talking to my mom on the phone too when this was happening. And so then my alarm goes off. My smoke detector alarm goes off. And I wasn't cooking or anything. So there was no no reason for it to be going off. So it goes off. I get up and I hit the button. Well, I say... Oh, fuck, I have to go. Absolutely terrifying my mom on the phone. Yeah. Hang up the phone. Get up and I press the button and a little hole where the light is for the smoke detector. Little juicy juice came out. And I was like, that's weird. But the alarm went off. And then I sat back down 
And I call my mom. I'm like, I'm fine. My smoke detector's going off for some reason. Then it went off again. So I unscrewed it. And I was like, I know the battery. Because when the battery went out a few, it was like a couple months ago. Oh, it yeah. made the noise and I had to get up. Well, it was making that chirpy noise. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I know the battery's not dead because I just changed this battery. So I get up, take it down. And brown water drips all over me. Naked. And I was like, no, I had put on a shirt by oh, that point. I'm yes. so glad. Me too. I'm so glad. I, it was just something weird about climbing up on a stepladder with no clothes on. It just didn't feel right. I had to put some well, on. Well, it feels like you have to do a performance. You're doing that. <laughs> right. So then I, I took it down and I was like, what the fuck? And so then water's coming out and you know that it has the part of the alarm that's attached mm -hmm. for, I mean, the battery is essentially just backup and then attached to the actual electricity. And I was like, I have to get this out of here because this is electricity yeah. and it's wet. And the only way you can get it out is if you use like a little screwdriver. So I'm standing on a metal step ladder with a metal screwdriver. So I'm like, okay, Melissa, put on your Crocs so then you can have like- Trying to like the stop grounding. the conduction. Yeah, and then hold on to the plastic part of the ladder and then make sure you only touch the plastic part uh -huh. of the screwdriver. So I'm Biology. Yes. Science. Yeah. Okay. I don't <laughs> physics-ish. Yeah. So I'm jiggling it. It comes down. More water comes <clears throat> out. But I'm like, okay, we're fine. I guess there's water trapped in here. I don't know where it's coming from. Then I take the screwdriver and put it back in my case. And then when I come back, that's that's the part of the story I keep I kept mm -hmm. forgetting. That's what it is. So I put the screwdriver in the case, come back, and then there's a crack in the ceiling and the dribble, dribble, dribble. Then I was like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. Take my laptop, go in the living room, go back. By the time I get back, there's a huge crack in the ceiling. And then a part of it just like comes off. And then more came off and more dribbling. It's huge. It's huge. And then so it apparently came from not apparently it apparently. actually came from apparently it actually came from um, my air conditioner, which was apparently installed incorrectly yeah so it was holding water yeah so i had to i had no air conditioning for one night i sleep naked and i'm a very hot like if i don't have my temperature on 62 i wake up yeah. in the middle of the night covered in you're sweat. a toasty sleeper yeah so i did i was covered in sweat that first night i've been sleeping on my couch i thought it would make my back hurt but actually my couch is pretty it's yeah it's pretty firm, wide too. yeah it's a wide firm couch so it's actually been pretty i think it might actually be better for my back than my bed <laughs> nice. is damn yeah <laughs> um so i've been good thanks for everyone for your concerns messages that were sent most a lot of people were like you need to go to a hotel and i was like no, no. i also work remotely yeah. and hotels have the worst internet and mm -hmm. i send very large video and audio files yeah. daily so there's no way i could go to a hotel and the good thing about it is for i don't know whatever fucking reason it decided to like i don't even know how i would have thought six months later it would have been rotting and molding and then it would have fallen mm -hmm. out like the plaster just came off but yeah. like the wood is fine everything's fine everything's fine so yeah and i was almost guilt tripped into going to my cousin's wedding that oh, would have yeah. been last week. 
and I wouldn't have been home when all that happened. So, you know, this is a note to everyone. When you feel in your gut that you shouldn't go somewhere. Don't go. Don't go. Don't because go. Because all that would have happened and I wouldn't have been here. I think about that a lot. I don't subscribe to the FOMO, the fear of missing out. I have regret of going. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm like, should I go? Should I not? And I was like, you're never going to regret going. Like, yeah. no, I always, without a yeah. doubt, if I don't want to go. Yeah. We'll like my it. uncles were like, we can pay if you can't. I was like, I can't afford. I don't want to go. Yeah, I got a massive net worth. <laughs> Add it to Google. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Star of my family, Adriana. Oh, I can't. She was TikToking from the wedding. And she had one that said, it's too loud here. <laughs> I've and never related looking, more. Yeah, it was just looking like this. And I said, Yeah. Yeah. That's how mostly functions are. That's how everything, everything, the mm-hmm. world is too, yeah. I think that all the time. Everything is too loud mm-hmm. and too bright. Everything is loud and bright. Yeah. Wow. I'm so happy that you're okay. So happy that it's like not horrific. And you got your, she got yeah, her AC fixed The AC was quickly. fixed by the next day at noon. I was so. concerned about you and your night sweats. Yeah. Cause I did that, that yeah. one night I did wake up. I was wearing a t-shirt, which I usually don't wear. On top of my sheets that I had on the couch. And I woke up just covered in sweat. And I was like, okay, I'm going to lay back down with this t-shirt on. No, I had to take it off. Yeah. It was just like gross. As someone who does, no longer has central AC, I do understand uh, the waking up covered in sweat and having to disrobe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't even tell you this. I found something so exciting at our house the other day. Some little mouse droppings. Oh, no. But... The good thing is I only found them in one little section of the, like one little spot, not in the kitchen, not in any area like that. And immediately we just figured out we have this vent that like, I don't know, it's an old house. So I'm kind of like, what is this? Like, what are vents for in general? But like, what is this vent for that? Like the grates are like this wide and it just goes to the foundation. Uh And I was like, of course. That's where 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 Mickey and the gang are hanging out. So we blocked that off. And um, we're going to get that replaced. But yeah, homes, yeah, houses, I was life. supposed to be on a yacht yesterday, shaking my ass, but I couldn't because I got behind on my work. Whose yacht? Don't ask those questions. Okay. Can I ask them off camera? Yeah. Great. How big is a yacht? Would you get car sick on a yacht? No. Boat sick. Seasick. Seasick. Because they're so big that they don't have as much like. I know cruise ships are like that, but like. How big are yachts? It was a big yacht. Wow. Wow. Do I necessarily like boats? No. But if there's a yacht, yacht. involved. Right. Y- yachts are different. <laughs> that's a that's a vibe. Yeah. Wow. Is this like a, a relationship that you can continue to mm-hmm. mm. I feel like we're being so obscure about this that like you know that like on like those like Hollywood blinds or whatever like a, a yacht like a yachter like a yachty like girl or whatever it's like the term for like women in Hollywood who are paid sex ladies workers. of the night <laughs> ladies of the sea <laughs> ladies of the boat Poseidon's horse pussy pus- <laughs> Poseidon's pussy <laughs> like that's not that's what it says no that um, was not me you know I could I got invited to yacht week with tinder I didn't go because I was like, who, what the fuck am I going to do there? I was like, I don't drink. Who am I going to bring? And they're like, you can come solo. And I was like, this sounds like the beginning of a really scary movie. But to be fair, they should rebrand like yachting instead of being like an old, like 
I don't know, like oil money and like buying like young girls to come on. It should just be like, we are friends going on a yacht together. Like we should maybe make yachting more innocent. Did you see the boat movies they have now where you can get a boat and then go watch the movie? It's here in L.A. You're like the boat movie. And I was like, no, Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) Shipping Julia. (laughs) Oh, you're Caribbean. I was like, that's actually a ship. We weren't allowed to call it a boat. That was a big thing. Anyways, I guess we should um, actually start giving some advice. But before we do that, we don't have a call in this episode, but we did have somebody write in. This is an update from season nine, episode 26. Good guys coming off wrong. Hey, Megan and Melissa, I wanted to identify myself as the caller from yesterday's episode whose boyfriend's friends made the cake with the slur on it. You guys validated so many of my many thoughts and emotions that I have pushed aside and also helped me to look at the situation through perspectives I haven't previously considered. I was in tears listening yesterday because it all felt so reassuring, but also so scary. My boyfriend's friendship with those guys has been a source of contention in our relationship for a long time. However, I think I've been in denial about just how shitty his friends are and how much my boyfriend's friendship with them reflects not only on my boyfriend, but on myself as well. I'm feeling pretty lost and don't know where to go from here, but I do know I'll be doing some deep reflection to decide what steps I need to take next. Your advice was hard to hear, but truly appreciate your candor and bluntness. Thank you for giving me the tough love I needed. Wow. I'm glad. I I know it was definitely hard to hear, but to reiterate again, you know, you're so much better than this relationship. Mm-hmm. I think she knows that too. Yeah. And I think that's probably the hardest part when mm-hmm. you like realize that, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay. Let's actually give some advice. I guess. Hi, Megan and Melissa. First off, love the pod. Uh, but let's get right into it. I got caught off last time. Um, so I am 21. My pronouns are she, her. And there are a couple different people in this. First off is my boyfriend. We're going to call him Logan. He is 22, pronouns he, him. Um, the other person is my boyfriend's sister. We're going to call her Rory. She is 31, pronouns she, her. And the final person is Rory's husband. Let's call him Jeff. And he is 25, pronouns he, him. Other than the fact that their relationship has such a large age gap, he is also just for context, not from the United States, and he does not speak much English. They came to visit us. We live in a different state from them, and they stayed with us in our house for a week. It was really nice. They've done this before, um, but it was really nice because we were able to communicate with Jess a lot better than last time. So that was really, really nice and genuinely really surprising. He has been learning so much, and I pretty much had no issues communicating with him, and he had no issues communicating with me. It was great. But other than all of that greatness, he drank all of our tea. He, Jess and Logan both like the same type of tea, and we bought some for uh, Logan so that he could have it. We assumed that Rory would buy Dean his own tea, um, but they didn't, and they drank all of our tea without asking. It's a little frivolous, but it kind of made us really upset. They just didn't ask, and that was what was really frustrating. And secondly, I was having a really bad day, did not feel well, and they went to go pick up dinner on their way home from visiting friend's house, and they were two and a half hours later than they were supposed to be. They are 
always late to everything. And that's really frustrating. But my question for you guys is, what do we do when they come visit next time? How do we approach that conversation of just general respect and being a house guest? They're with us for a week every time. But uh, yeah, it's a little confusing. Uh, but thanks for the help, guys. Are these names from your TV show? Was it Lori or Rory? I don't know. No, but they're not. I don't think so. Okay. Oh, Rory and Logan. No, because that would be weird because then you would make Rory and Logan siblings. So that was Lori. So we have Collar. Then boyfriend was Logan. We're going to say sis was Lori, even if they said Rory, because that would be too gross for me. <laughs> um, and then the sister's husband is Jeff. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have house guests. Yeah. Uh, when you have house guests, you sh- I think it's expected of you to provide things for them, like amenities, even though it's not a hotel. But like, if there's tea there, then people are going to drink the tea. Yeah, you don't get like a per and, diem. Like you can have one of these and then no more. Or you need to bring your own, which is what you were expecting. And then also like if they're there visiting and then they're also visiting other friends, I don't think you can put a timeline on them bringing you food. Yeah. Because they were having a good time with their other friends too. In this case, I think you were being a bad host and they yeah. weren't specifically being bad guests. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree. And like some people just aren't like hosts. Some people aren't cut out for hosting in the sense that like they just like don't enjoy it. They don't like it. And most of the time, like that means like you're kind of more territorial about your space. Like you're really particular about how you're, you like your space to be, how like you like your bathroom to be cleaned, like all of these different things. And that's very, very, very okay. But then you just can't host people because like it makes other people uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like people in my house. Yeah. (laughs) like I think that's like I yeah I the anticipating like oh this isn't exactly how we thought it was kind of going to go it's never gonna go how you think it's gonna go because like you have to remember like they're on vacation time Mm -hmm. they're on a vacation and you are hosting and those are two like really different experiences and so I agree with you when you're like okay well if you're gonna count on someone to like bring you home food you're the host and they are on vacation time. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't really assume that that's going to like work out how you want it to. That might just mean that like, when they come visit, they need to like stay with someone else and like schedule to like have dinner with you guys and not stay there with you or like you schedule outings to do with each other. But in general, I just don't think that you and your boyfriend like hosting in a way that I think you like the idea of hosting if you can do it exactly how you feel kind of it should go and like comfortable with it. But I do agree. I think in this case, I don't think they were being bad house guests because I also like, what do you mean? Like, how do you ask if I can have another, I don't know. Like, I think the best kind of hosts in that stuff is like when you show people around and you're going to be staying here, like make yourself at home, like grab whatever you want. Like Mm -hmm. this is this in here. And sometimes like, sure. If there is like something that I've like made, like leftovers I've made that like, I'm going to take this to work tomorrow or something. I would be like, oh, heads up, this I'm taking to work tomorrow. They'll make it again this week so you can try this grape. Like, these are the things that, like, I, I drink this almond milk. I bought an extra almond. I bought this kind of milk because I think that you drink it. But if you want almond milk, let me know and I'll grab an extra one. Like, I think there's a way to, like, still I'm very adamant in my routine. And I think there's a way to be able to do that while still being, like, a gracious and giving kind of host. But I just don't think that they were disrespectful no i don't either and if you are the kind of person that 
just wants things for yourself, then hide it. Yeah. Put it up so other people can't touch it or let them know, like, this is for me. Yeah. This might just not be your calling. Yeah. It's not mine. I know that. That's fair. I like to host. It's just, you know, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a pretty realistic host. Like when like my friend Kyle will come and visit and stay, if he's then visiting other friends or whatever, like during the day, I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm, let me text me if you want to have dinner by text me by seven and I'll include you in our plans for dinner. And if I don't hear from you by seven, like you'll come back and crash at our place whenever you get home, but we're not going to eat together. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, whatever you want. I recently had a breakup with my boyfriend of three and a half years. Um, we had been living together throughout that entire time. Um, and it's been about three weeks since we broke up. What seems like him potentially being open to basically redating again um, seems like something he wants to do. Uh, keep in mind, he was the one who uh, initiated the breakup and um, I obviously didn't ask for the breakup, um, but I've done a lot of, you know, really reassessing, reevaluating, and really coming to terms with the breakup in the last three weeks. And um, because of all this, it seems like he essentially, you know, believes that this could be a really uh, good new relationship. So he's told me that he's open to taking it slow, essentially, which means like, you know, dates every week or every two weeks um, and essentially just that. Um, No moving back in together, um, no staying the night until, you know, that's a thing maybe we're interested in doing. Um, And of course, some physical boundaries in that sense. Um, I guess I was just curious as to what you guys maybe think. Um, I'm definitely hopeful that during this, maybe he'll rediscover, um, the relationship and also this new relationship essentially, and kind of give me a chance to really, uh, show him how well of a relationship this really could be between us. Um, but I guess I'm also just having some anxiety over whether I'm putting myself a little too much out on the line for potentially being rejected again. Or maybe I should just stay present day by day in this taking it slow kind of process. Why did you break up? Yeah, I don't think we have enough information here. Yeah, it sounds like he gave you like a a trial period to like improve to then now it's like, hmm, maybe I do want to date you again. And like you're winning him back and like earning him back. But like, did you do something? Right. And y'all live together. And he moved out within three weeks. Uh-huh. Were you on a lease? How did that work? Yeah. Questions. I have questions. I have questions. I I mean, I can give advice on this. Yeah. I mean, we will give advice on this, but I need to Call know, back. like, what did you do? What mm-hmm. did he do? Why did you break up? Because right Why? now I don't like him. I don't have feelings That's for him. That's the correct way to do it. Or for her. But I'm Yeah. Biased. I just, yeah. And you said that he was the one that broke up with you. So like what happened? So based on the information that we have, I don't you can't there's no new relationship like you're you already have um, since you live together. I'm guessing you're in love with each other. You already 
have been in love with each other. I'm sure these feelings haven't gone away for you at least. So I can I can understand people like needing time apart and then totally. maybe coming back together. But like what happened to make this and why are things different now? In three weeks. Yeah. And also, how does he know things are different in three weeks? Have you been in contact, like, still? Like, how does he know if you're not living together still? If he's like, oh, this could be a whole new relationship. How? Like, how does he even know that? They're still talking. And are you trying to, like, the way you're saying this, like, I think I could show him how good, like, it feels like everything's resting on you. And you're like, well, I don't want to be rejected again. And, like, who knows? Call. I mean, I always want you to call us back. And, like, maybe you did something horrible Mm -hmm. and, like, he's having second thoughts and then in which case I would probably tell him if he was calling in like no like there hasn't been enough time for you to actually see an improvement right now what you're seeing is like you're missing your longing yeah for exactly like it's that it's that longing and you're and you're mourning the relationship that you thought you had or what you had for a time period but like not what it was actually and there's a reason why you broke up but if you didn't do any of that <laughs> then like I would kind of feel like for him if this is just something that you were kind of like blindsided with it just feels like so abrupt, like living to get living with a partner, three and a half years together, like that's a long time. Living with a partner is like a very big thing. And like we even we've had people who live together and like they weren't not live. They after they broke up, they still were together mm-hmm. like in the house after three weeks. Like mm-hmm. It's a really like quick and swift like exit. And then just to kind of come back in to me, if it was like you were blindsided and there wasn't anything really that you did in the relationship that you recognized was like, oh, this was a problem that led to the demise of the relationship. And I saw it coming. And I knew that because I like consequences of my actions. This feels kind of like a cat and mouse, like power kind of like puppeteering game, where it's like, do you know, like want to see how high you can jump for this and like, earn me back and do all of this kind of stuff. But like, even the boundaries of like, we're going to set all these physical boundaries. And then we're only going to have like a date one to two times a week. Like, I agree with what you said. Like, I think taking time apart, especially when you're young in a relationship to then come back together totally makes sense. But this is just trying to take steps backwards. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you're new people and you don't know each other. And it's like, okay, well, we broke up. We haven't seen each other in like two years. And we're going to start taking it slow again. It's like, Oh, last month we were sleeping in the same bed every night. We lived together. We shared our utility bill. And now we're going out every other week. Mm -hmm. And that to me, like, is just going to breed like an immense amount of like paranoia and jealousy because is then he's also casually dating other people. And then when do you move back in? Like it's, this just seems like really chaotic, like really chaotic. And even though I love chaos, like I don't like this. I think y'all need more time apart to figure out who you are outside of this relationship. And then after that, if you want to start dating again, okay. But like, it seems like trust needs to be rebuilt. And I don't think there's been enough time in between that. But please call back and let us know what happened. Yeah. Because you said like, should I put myself like, I feel like I'm out on the line and I'm just gonna like get rejected. Like there's a fear of that or taking it slow and just be present. I think there's a very high likelihood that you are like, I think you are really putting yourself out there on the line. And there's a very high likelihood you will be rejected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to know, though, without the rest of the details. So. Give us a call back. All right. Time for a break. Woo-hoo. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends 
with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about book of the month is that every aspect of book of the month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls, but happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work. 
which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Wow, how was your break? Honestly, I kept thinking about you having that pin in between the cushions and it was making me very uncomfortable. Why was this way? That's exactly. So when oh, I was in, in your butt. I told you the story when I sat on Did I not tell you the story? No. There was a pencil that was like mechanical pencil that was up on a couch like that and I didn't know it was there and I had it on shorts. I was in like 3rd grade. I had it on shorts. And then it poked me in the butt. Anus or ass cheek? Ass cheek. Okay. And it was called lead butt for, by my sisters because of this. But Maybe that's that why you was, got it. <laughs> but it was, very, it was very triggering for me. Oh, I apologize. All right. Next call. Yes. I, she, her, and my boyfriend, he, him, have been together around three years. Um, we both recently turned 21. Around the time we started dating, um, I had actually signed up for a trip to travel around South America with a tour company. It just kept getting pushed back because of COVID. And um, now that we're finally able to travel, I actually wasn't able to cancel or get a free, full refund. So I'm going on this trip. Flight leaves next week. My boyfriend was supposed to drop me off at the airport. When I asked him if he could a couple weeks ago, I mentioned if he couldn't, I would ask someone else uh, since he has to work early in the morning. There was a little bit of a miscommunication, and he thought I meant I would use them as a backup plan, um, but he just took the morning off just in case. Since I hadn't mentioned it until right now, he actually scheduled a haircut appointment, and that's what I found out this morning. I did just didn't want him to cancel his haircut or his appointment, so I just got somebody else to give me the ride. It really wasn't that big a deal. I guess the real problem here is that we have had some trouble communicating almost. My love language is definitely acts of service and quality time, while his is words of affirmation or like touch. I, I know he doesn't mean anything bad by not offering to take me anyways after he found out or like canceling his appointment. I don't know how to express to him, not necessarily in this situation, but just in general, that something like this, situation like this, where I need him to drop me off, it's more than just a ride, um, it's, you know, knowing that he wants to drop me off, that whole thing of, like, if he wanted to, he would almost. Um, I just, this isn't that big a problem. I just don't want it to become one, you know, because obviously we express love and receive love in different ways, and I just want to continue a healthy relationship. Um, so I just don't know how to do that with uh, different love languages, and I'd love some advice. Um, I love your podcast. Thank you to both of you. And since I have a little bit extra time, um, I'm an Aries and my boyfriend's a Pisces. I'm not sensitive at all. Give it to me if you have to. I never want to take it out of the airport. I just want to contest the if he wanted to, he would. I personally oh, never, never want to take anyone got to the it, airport. I thought like, you'd just admit. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. no. Like, no matter how much I love someone, like, I will totally drive Mons to the airport. But if Mons is like, oh, I can just like take an Uber. I'm not going to insist like, no, I will totally take you. But I would prefer if he picked you up from the airport, but I'm not going to say, 
oh, I'll just take an Uber. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. depends I mean, on what airport, to be fair, too. Right. But also, like, you're going on, like, an international trip that your boyfriend doesn't want to, like, oh, yeah. say bye to you. Like, you're going to be gone for a few weeks. I, I, I forgot. feel like that okay. that is a problem. Yeah, the like, haircut thing is weird. Like, even if you were the backup, I mean, if he was the backup, then why did he schedule the appointment? Or, like, not be like, hey heads up i was thinking of booking it like um, am i gonna drive you or no because like i was thinking yeah. i already took the morning off so i might get a haircut if i'm not yeah i don't like this at all like i really don't like this and i don't like you saying like it's not a big it's not that big of a deal if it wasn't that big of a deal then you wouldn't be calling don't downplay how you're actually feeling about the situation i think you need to have like an upfront conversation about what you maybe you didn't communicate your thoughts and feelings on this maybe i mean and then he made the wrong assumptions about what was yeah. going on so y'all have to like talk things out and make appointments and say that like and uh, making an appointment sounds weird like in a relationship but like if this is something that you wanted to do if you wanted him to be there to say goodbye to you to take you to the airport then maybe you didn't communicate it clear enough that that's what he needed to do but again even if he thought he was going to be the backup, why did he schedule the haircut? Yeah. I also just think that's like so weird to like, it feels kind of like performative in like that. Oh, I'm taking the morning off. And then mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I scheduled a haircut. And it's like, oh, so the implication that when you took the morning off was that you were going to be taking me because you're taking the morning off. Uh -huh. And then what? <laughs> and I hate to be this person. <laughs> I just got this. Who's really getting a haircut toxic... at eight a.m.? No, but oh. I just got a really like toxic thought in my head. Mm. Like, who are you getting this haircut yeah, for? I'm, I'm going out of town. <laughs> this is what is this for? For right. your dick pics, like your selfies, your nudes, you include your head. Like, but you're going out of town. These were the last few moments that you're mm -hmm. going to be spending together. Even if he needed a haircut, the time that y'all would have been spending on dates when you were in town, he could go get a haircut. Then, I... yeah this just it's it, weird it, it does not sit well with my spirit no i agree i also like i want to know how it was like a miscommunication because like for me i'm like how does that was it actually miscommunication and you did like you mixed up your words of being like because if you literally said to him uh so i'm leaving my flights booked at this time if you could take me that would be great if you can't i'm sure i could probably find someone else and then he is like, yeah, I'll take the I'll take work off um, the morning, and then we move on from that. That is implied that he's mm -hmm. taking you. And so, like, I don't know if you actually communicated poorly, or if like he was in like, oh, I didn't understand. You didn't express this because why did he take the morning off? Why? Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. That's exactly it. Like, it doesn't. That being his response doesn't make sense if you miscommunicated mm -hmm. it. I think the only way you really could have miscommunicated this is like if you really, really backtracked and like you really beat around the bush. Like, so my flight's leaving here. I already talked to so-and-so. They said they could take me, but like, you know, they can't, like maybe someone else could take me and like this person could take me. And if they can't, like, just like, you know, maybe if you're around like as a, and he'd be like, yeah, no, if like everybody else in the world can't take you, like maybe I can. Mm-hmm. Because that's like kind of the only way that I see this being like a miscommunication on your part. But I, again, like then that wouldn't warrant him taking the morning off of work. And that wouldn't warrant him scheduling the haircut then either. Exactly. So 
I don't think that you miscommunicated it. I think like, I understand the phrase, if he wanted to, he would. I also think it's important to like, make sure we state in relationships what we want. Because like, like you said, you have very different love languages. And I don't always want to do something because it's not like the thing that's like right off the top of my head, but it's not like a hassle or something I hate doing. And then knowing that like how my partner views that or like what that like makes them so happy. I'm like, Oh my God, now I want to do that because Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily get gratification from it, but like you do. And that makes me feel great. So I think that like, yeah, we should tell people what we want, but I just don't know how this conversation could have gone where you miscommunicated this. Like to me, this just sounds like he He's making an excuse. Yeah. Like he, he didn't want to hear it. Yeah. He was never going to take you to the airport. He had already taken that day off to get a haircut. That's what I think. Happened. Oh, that would actually make sense. Yeah. But like three years, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Like far, being far away for like, you're going for like a long period of time. Yeah. But even saying, if you can't, I'll ask someone else. Like if you can't, that means you have to tell me that you can't. Mm-hmm. But he could. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think you're saying that you're having communication issues, which then gives me an indicator that this has continued and happened and you more likely than not were pretty clear. And he's continued to not misunderstand you, but choose that you said something else that fits what he wanted to do and like fits his life and then made you feel like you were doing a poor job communicating. Mm -hmm. This just seems like you're communicating and he's just not listening. Yep. Hope you have a great trip. Until you're already there. Oh, yeah, that's right. I bet you talk shit about your boyfriend the whole car ride there. Mm -hmm. As you should. Agree. Don't text him while you're there. Do you want them to break up for good? No. I just want to see if he texts her first and like he starts pursuing all of that I thought you meant just text people. Oh, no. Don't like ghost. Don't be the one. (laughs) No, 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 no. That would be like pretty bad. No, I I mean in like the sense of like, you know. Don't do it first. No. And like don't don't extend that olive branch and like have have him put that effort in Mm -hmm. at this point because he hasn't. I'm Megan and Melissa. I am a 21-year-old Black woman, and I'm in need of some advice on how to not second-guess myself when I'm setting a boundary. I've been in therapy since freshman year of high school, but I just started doing the heavy work in summer of 2020. Recently, I've been finally starting to see my growth and improvement in terms of relationships and having more respect for myself. About a couple months ago, I decided to put myself out there and started talking to a guy who's also Black and in his 20s. There were multiple red flags and signs for me to cut him off, but I seemed to justify it by just looking at his potential rather than who he is. I didn't want to accept the fact because I was really attracted to him and we really hit it off during our first two dates. However, I felt this cycle repeating itself and I knew it was something I had to break, so I told myself I wouldn't let this go on any longer. Well, the next day he posted something that was making fun of Jaden Pickett Smith at the Oscars and I knew I couldn't let it slide. I decided to tell him I didn't want to talk to him anymore because black women have been the butt of a joke for too long and it's not okay. His response was, I don't think black women have ever been the butt of a joke and at least it's coming from a black man instead of a white person. While I know I'm not justified, while I know I am justified in my decision to cut him off, I know his actions and responses were ignorant. I can't help but second guess myself and feel like I'm in the wrong. My therapist has brought it to my attention that childhood trauma often leaves people feeling unable to trust ourselves and feeling guilty when we finally stop people-pleasing and stand up for what we believe. I just wish I could stop feeling so guilty and just feel proud of myself for cutting off a guy much sooner than my past self would have. My question is, if you've ever felt guilty for setting a boundary or cutting someone off like this, how did you work through it and reassure yourself that you weren't wrong for doing so? Thanks, and I love the podcast. I hate him. Yeah, I hate him too. 
I have felt guilty for setting boundaries sometimes because you think that you're missing out on something like you're well if if they would just do this then everything would be fine or if I just did this then you know I can I can look past that mm-hmm. but that's when you're looking like directly at the situation and not looking at it big picture because when you keep making allowance, there's a, a difference from allowances and compromises. And when you keep making allowances for people and excusing their bad behavior and thinking that like, if I just do this one thing and I can teach them, then they'll be okay. But all it is, is that you're doing work for free that you're getting zero return on because you told him how you felt about the situation. You told him how it made you feel. And then he said that not only was it that Black women are not the butt of the jokes, which you and I know is not the truth. He also said at least it wasn't a white man. It shows that he doesn't stand up or defend Black women. He has no respect for you. And he's going to continue to have no respect for you until he grows up if he grows up. And so you did the right thing. You know, you did the right thing. And as your therapist says, sometimes trauma makes you think that, you know, you're not doing the right thing. But we can tell you, Mm -hmm. like, you did what was best, not just for you, but for women, Black women as a whole. So good for you. Yeah. I think something like exactly like you're saying with boundaries, where it can feel like, well, if I could just do this or like this could be this, this could change. Like, I think that their boundaries are all about us. Like when we set boundaries, it's like my own personal boundaries. Other people can't cross my boundaries because my boundaries are this is what or I'm out. And Mm -hmm. like, it's not an ultimatum. It's just like, that's what that is. At the same time, I think if you're not like ready to date yet, the innate selfishness of boundaries where they are truly like all about you, they're not about anybody else can yeah make you feel like well why am I setting this back like if I just if I just did this or if I didn't do this like I could do this and it becomes like you start seeing your boundaries as opposed to like brick walls as like moldable things and then feeling guilty about your own boundaries I think personally like in practice setting boundaries I think the first couple times or even other instances you might like feel guilty but I think if you are continuing to kind of feel that way for like weeks and weeks on end I think it's maybe like I'm not picking the people like who I'm talking to and who I'm starting to date I'm not picking people who are even set up at all to respect my boundaries so mm-hmm. I'm like I am going to get disappointed I'm going to get get hurt and I'm going to be faced with a lot of like pushback to my boundaries and that's not a way to feel good about boundaries like it is a hard thing to set boundaries and I think in practice it should be the first boundaries you set are with things that I think like you can feel like better about and like you can feel like kind of good about I don't think like when it comes to like toxic family members aren't usually the first boundaries that you set maybe it's a new person that you date that you've been on one date with who seems kind of cool to kind of like test that out but it's a very normal feeling to feel kind of guilty. And that doesn't say anything about your boundaries. It says everything about like the person and him on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And you saw red before he even made that post, you saw, saw red flags before that. So that was, there were things that you saw before that led you. So it wasn't just one thing. Mm -hmm. This was the last thing 
but you saw things before that led you to get there. You ignored them. That's kind of like in your mind, kind of the compromise. Mm -hmm. And then you saw, you said that you saw potential there, but I, I think we have to stop seeing potential in people. I, I honestly think because who doesn't have potential? Right, everyone has potential, but like potential is what you want it to be and not what that person wants. And so if you're seeing something that the other person doesn't see, then that means that like you're trying to make them into becoming who you want them to be and not who they want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think with boundaries, something that was really helpful for me to kind of reframe and understand like how it made me feel better about setting boundaries is that your boundaries are pretty much kind of everyone's boundaries. Like we all have boundaries and they're not like really drastically that different. It's just a matter of who you're having those talks with and conversations with and who you have to explicitly set those boundaries with. Because I felt like very guilty of being like, oh, this is something that I have to do because like, you know, childhood trauma, like this is, I'm damaged or this is something that like not everyone else has to do that. And then I realized my relationships, like I wasn't setting boundaries in every single relationship. And it wasn't that those relationships were incredibly like different or I was asking for other things of those relationships. I was like, oh, that respect is inherently there. And I think in general, boundaries are most used in relationships that are not usually innately the healthiest for you. Mm -hmm. And like, so that's like you set boundaries with like toxic family members who you can't, or like coworkers, things that you, like those long-term boundaries that will forever exist within a relationship because that's the only way to kind of maintain that relationship because that relationship isn't healthy. So you have to create these parameters to make it healthy. And then I think there's individual boundaries when it comes to like, oh, I'm processing and dealing with some personal trauma. So in my other relationships, I want to set a boundary that this is not something I want to talk about for a time being or whatever it is. And you can like set those things. But I think when you're dating, if you find that you are having to like set these very clear boundaries with someone and it feels like you said, like you're compromising on the, what was the word you used? I don't know, but I really liked what Me I said. Me too. <laughs> the, exactly what you were saying with that. There's like, I think early on in relationships, I think setting boundaries is really good if it comes to like, I mean, I think we should all be setting boundaries when it comes to like personal autonomy and all of those things. But if you find yourself so early on dating someone and you're constantly having to set new boundaries, I think that's a time of being like, hmm. Am I personally in a place where I feel comfortable and ready to date in these situations? And or would I be doing this with every person that I date? Is this something that is exclusive to this person? Does that maybe mean that I'm having to like do a lot of like mental health and therapy practice and work in dating this person that like, we're not in a long term relationship, like maybe I take a step back from that. Because again, boundaries are super, super, super personal. And you get to decide who you set your boundaries with. And like, I don't know, I think setting a boundary with someone like when it's a positive, healthy thing and not like, oh, this is a toxic relationship that I need to like set these parameters in. People who you feel comfortable and trustworthy to, like, to set those boundaries with, that is like a one strike you're out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you cross my boundaries one time after I felt then like how after I put them up and then we're done. Like that it is not like you don't get another shot at that. And I think that if your therapist hasn't talked to you about that, that was really helpful for me with my therapist where she was like, boundaries are not like multiple things that people keep crossing. That is something that 
you set. And then when someone crosses said boundary or does not adhere to said boundary, that person doesn't respect you because you already clearly communicated it. And that is when you're done. Because otherwise, then you're crossing your own boundary, you know, by like Mm -hmm. not upholding it because you're the only one who can uphold it. But yeah, I will also say, I don't know if this is any different for you. Did you feel, I think I probably asked you this, but did you feel more confident in your decision making after you turned 25? Or do you feel like it was more just accumulation of decisions? I don't even say 30. Yeah. It's like the older I get, the more confident I get, the more I trust myself. That's like the biggest thing, like specifically that I felt like every year I've gotten older, specifically every year after 25, when people are like, oh, what happens when you change? Like truly, point blank, I am more confident in my decisions. I'm more confident in my decisions every year. Like every day I get older, I'm more confident in those. And I was not confident in my decisions at 21 years old. Like you are far more self-aware than I was. And I don't know. I think that like, you know, you can maybe look at your peers and feel like everybody's really confident in the choices that they're making. We all fake it a lot. And there's no shame or harm in being like, you know what, I'm not enjoying constantly feeling like I have to like put up these boundaries with these people that I'm dating. Like maybe I just take a break for a bit. And, you know, because doing that like hard work, that hard therapy work, that's it's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's draining. I really hate him. Yeah. But I'm glad you have the foresight to end it. Yeah. It's really good. And it's a very common thing to not feel like you can trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, you're you started again earlier than me i'm still unlearning that shit in therapy like it's a very 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 hard one and early stages of relationships shouldn't be hard dating supposed to be like flirty fun like sex in the city like oh my gosh like ah it shouldn't uh, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. everyone should be on their best behavior in that very beginning and then just think about how much worse he would yeah gross I hated every man who posted any of that shit. All right. Now it's time for Don't Blame Them. Woo! You always do that. So this is where a listener calls in with their own advice pertaining to a call we had on a previous episode. So maybe they have personal experience um, or they have professional insight or they just have their own shit they want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Great. Hi, I'm calling for the caller on season nine, episode 23, whose girlfriend broke up with her before they were about to go long distance. So um, my perspective is from um, my boyfriend's experience. He's now 28, but he was in a relationship from the time he was 19 to the time he was 24. Um, And during that time, he was dating his girlfriend in college, and then they transitioned to long distance when he entered his six-year grad program. And they broke up about a year into being long distance. The relationship was really strained, and they, they had a tough time communicating. And just from his perspective, he was really happy about how that worked out for him because he was spending so much time trying to organize plans with her, fly back and forth, figure out when they were going to visit. And he wasn't really able to build the kind of relationships that he wanted to initially for that first year. But he ended up making some of his best friends when he was in grad school, people in, you know, different programs and really getting to know them. And those are his closest friends today. And he doesn't really feel that he would have been able to get to know them in the same way if he was devoting that much time to a long distance relationship for six years. So 
Kind of like Megan and Melissa said, it sounds like a really great opportunity to deepen some new relationships and make some new lifelong friends. Um, I'll also say that my boyfriend is a great partner now, and I feel like he really knows who he is. He's really confident in himself, and I'm really glad, you know, that he took the time to get to know himself and build some relationships. So, hope that helps. Fair. Yeah. The fuck? Grad program takes six years? Oh, my God. I thought she was saying that it was like a the whole grab program was a six-year grab program oh no yeah you're right six he entered a six-year grad program what kind of oh that's a phd wow well worked out for them yeah worked out yeah this is you know the the great part the don't blame them caller that could like be your partner Mm -hmm. talking about it later on you know Mm -hmm. like it was so great yeah i i have a lot of people have faith in the independence of moving to a new city without a relationship i think it's great I do too. So yeah, hope that uh, that original caller, you know, you're in the thick of hot girl summer. I also hope you, like Melissa, have a yacht girl summer. Yeah, that's coming. You know, you need like a you need you need Meg the Stallion to do a yacht some song. You need like a theme song. Did you see that video she did when she was on that yacht, and she was like twerking, and then there was, uh, like a storm or something that came while yeah. she was on it, and she was like, "Guess I twerked too hard." Stunning. You know who's all Lizzo's also having a yacht girl summer? Lizzo's, Lizzo's had Lizzo's yeah. never not on a yacht. Exactly. Every summer is Every, Lizzo's. She, in a pool, yacht, yacht, yacht pool, yacht, pool. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So if anyone has a yacht, <laughs> hit us up. We wish you all a beautiful, wonderful, amazing yacht girl summer. Do you want to read a review? I do. I can if you're watching the video on Patreon, which I totally forgot to promote. It's a dollar a month to join our Patreon. You just get to support the show and we do the video versions of the podcast. So if you want to look at our facial expressions and look at Melissa sitting here like just expectant on her computer waiting to read this review, sign up on our Patreon. We also do a $5 a month tier where we do live streams twice a month. It's really fun. You get to hang out. It's a great way to like make friends. By the time this comes out, we might have a new tier. Yeah, we might have a new tier where we're doing a video for the other podcast. So it helps us maintain doing the shows. It helps us stay afloat, much like a yacht. Exactly. And maybe one day we can get like Mark Cuban (laughs) and actually (laughs) deeply profit. Mm -hmm. Right now, we've got some Monopoly money and a little bit of Neopets cash. Ayo. I'm nervous for this review. This is from Queen Z678. Z-way? <sighs> if only. So this person is updating a previous review that they did. Um, so their previous review said, I've seen a lot of one stars talking about how Megan bashes people. And as someone who listens to every episode, I just wanted to comment. If you believe your life is more valuable than other and ignore the CDC's pandemic guidelines, skip this podcast. If you don't believe Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ plus rights, women's rights or pro-Trump, don't call in. It's not a political issue. It is a moral issue. And if you can't see that, skip this podcast. The fact that people repeatedly call in talking about how they go out to pack clubs every single weekend in the middle of a pandemic that has killed 200,000 Americans and then get upset when they are roasted is dumbfounding. But if you are not a closed-minded white supremacist, you will love this podcast. Update. (laughs) This podcast is not for white supremacists. 
<laughs> I need to make an Instagram graphic. <laughs> Update. I'm a senior and still an avid fan of the podcast, especially during the pandemic. Megan and Melissa are so funny and give amazing, tough love advice. Fan for life. I have never listened to slash watched a podcast before into this. I have been watching Megan since I was a freshman in high school and oh. I am about to start my sophomore year in college. Don't blame me. It's hilarious, touching and entertaining all at once. It's great to listen to on a three hour drive home from college. It really makes time fly. I absolutely love you, Megan, and this podcast. Thank you for being your incredible self. Wow. I want to know for anyone who like has literally watched this content or my other content since you, since you were a child, how did you end up? Like, how'd you turn out? Well, I believe they turn out a little chaotic that say the CDC's <laughs> pandemic guidelines. <laughs> I can hear, you I hear me Black in that. Lives matter. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, I hear the angry and direct nature but also like the cadence is flowing like you know mm -hmm. it's i yeah that's that's wild freshman yeah wow so thank you queen z five six seven eight thank you so so much also we're just talking about how many more people have died of COVID. i know make sure you go to like turning point usa they always have like the most up-to-date facts statistics numbers <laughs> That was sarcasm, everyone. Yeah. Turning Point USA is... That scared me for a second. Because no. you, you missed my face. You weren't looking. I know. Like, my heart accelerated and I had to You were to like, turn. bitch, what? <laughs> well, so happy to know that you're still around. I was, like, nervous. You were, like, someone who's, like, younger and, like, we've got an update. And it was like, oh, my God, you were, you were, you had so much, you were so promising. Like, you seemed so great. And I was like, are you suddenly, like, are they suddenly, like, a forced birther? And I was like, oh, no, did know. you go to Florida? Did I read State? it? No. Oh, that is true. You would have, well, you would have, we would have read it um, off yes. there. It wouldn't have been on air. No. Um, Not these other awful people that have been leaving reviews. Yeah, some of you are so weird. It's just like, I get such secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> just quingy. It's okay. It's okay. That's it for the episode. Leave us a review. We love to hear from you. And also, maybe you want to leave an update like that. Like, where? what was the first time you left a review? And then where? Where are they now? Yeah. That's a good one to do. I mean, I guess that's kind of like our update segment, but maybe we need like a Carmen, where in the world is? Carmen San Diego? Yeah, but I need that. Where in the world is the girl whose husband was in a coma? Where in the world is the girl whose dad wanted to put, no, sorry. <gasps> I forgot about where her. Where in the world is the girl whose boyfriend's dad was her former, former hookup and now he wants to put a baby in her. Where have you been? Yeah. Where have you been? We hope y'all enjoyed. Give us a call for an upcoming episode at 310-694-0976. International listeners, send an audio message at mycompodcast at gmail.com. Updates. Shoot us an email if you want to give us an update on a previous call uh, that you have left us. If we have more questions, we can get an update, find out what's currently happening. And if you're giving updates, please don't say, I was the caller in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Please say what episode it was. Because, yeah, we pre-record, so we don't know what the last episode, you also the last, last episode you heard was. Mm -hmm. And if you are the caller talking about the breakup from this week's episode, give us a call back. Stat would love to get you literally on in the next episode we record so we can figure that out mm -hmm. more. Vote in your local elections. Mm -hmm. Donate to local abortion funds. If you have the time and capacity, donate your time. You can also donate resources, share links, uh, educate the people in your life. 
but also protect your energy in your own space? What should they comment? Should we just comment like some good news of the week? Yeah. Yeah. Something good that's happened to you recently or anything great. That's good. That's good. Okay. We will see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.